What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a special live edition of the Dogs Podcast coming to you on a chilly Sunday afternoon. Browns are off this week. We just wanted to jump on here, touch base with you guys before the uh, early state of game starts. Just going to talk NFL, maybe touch on a little bit of college, just Kind of talk a little bit about uh, a little bit about everything uh, heading into the games this week. Uh, just get your guys' thoughts. Maybe give you guys some game picks. Just kind of hang out for an hour since the Browns don't have a game this week. Uh, we appreciate everybody who's taking some time to be here with us on a Sunday afternoon. Hopefully, it's an exciting day of football. Uh, while we're letting the chat in the, uh, the everybody f- join us and fill up. I want to remind you, if you want to get your interest on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. Uh, we love getting your intros. We love hearing from you guys. We love getting your guys' thoughts on the game, especially after big wins, even though sometimes after big losses, they're uh, funnier. Uh, if you're watching right now on YouTube and you haven't subscribed yet, please make sure you do. Please tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode or any of the new content we're putting out. Uh, we're going live all the time these days. You don't want to miss any of that. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you prefer to just listen to the episodes, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. And lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member on the Patreon page. You get an extra episode every week. You get access to the private Discord. Uh, you get to play fantasy football with us. We give away merch all year round, every month. Um, we spotlight members. We do a bunch of cool stuff in there. Everybody seems to really enjoy it, especially that Discord throughout the week. And uh, it's a big time on Sundays. So if you want to hang out with the dogs, you want to hang out with Browns fans from literally all over the globe, uh, just a cool online Browns community, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official Dog Pack member. What's up, fellas? How we doing? Yo. <laughs> so here on a Sunday, it's it's always kind of like a depressing Sunday when the Browns don't play. Uh, I hate the bye week, and I hate – this sounds weird. I hate primetime games. I just want my Browns to play Sunday at 1 o'clock. Yep. Like that's that's how I, I kick off my, my Sundays. Um, so I almost don't know what to do. And I think locally we, get, we got Ravens-Steelers today, which is going to probably be – a snooze fest. <laughs> so, um, not not a lot to look forward to today, in my opinion. So, uh, we didn't want to do this live. Um, I kind of wanted to talk college football real quick. Uh, we texted about this a little bit in the Discord before we jump into some NFL. Did you guys see the end of the Miami-Georgia Tech game last night? I did. Yes. I did not. Not live. I didn't see it live. But yeah. Okay. So let, let me paint the scene for you here, Josh. Let me, since you didn't see, let me ask you what you would do 
if you were a Division One college football coach in this scenario, and then we will compare it to what Miami's head coach did. Uh, I forget his name. He used to be the coach at Oregon. Okay. Um, so I think there is 40 seconds left in the game. You have a lead. I think it's a three-point lead or something of, of the sorts. Um, ball it like your own 30 or 40, somewhere in there. Other team has no timeouts. It is You would just run a play. Third down is a be- about to start. Play clock, you know, has 35 seconds left on it. Um, and it's only third down, 40 seconds left in the game. You have the lead. Other team has no timeouts. What are you doing? All right, so let me just go back. So you said there's 40 seconds left. Yes. I got 35 seconds on the time on the on the game clock and it's running. And it's running. There's yeah, there's and no I have to, and it's third down. It's third down. Go all the way down to zero and either take a penalty and then run a play or just run the ball and game over. You wouldn't take a oh, knee. Wait, yeah, what am I talking about? Yeah, knee, knee the ball. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Well, yep. that guy, he didn't even do initially what you said. They just like it was regular like it was the first quarter, lined up and ran a play. The guy fumbled it. Georgia Tech recovered. And then Georgia Tech threw a touchdown pass with one second left on the clock and won. And all they had to do was take a knee to win the game. It's it's arguably the biggest coaching blunder I've ever seen in my life. And I've watched the Browns for 34 years. I watched Hugh Jackson coach the Browns for two and a half seasons. And it is the worst coaching I have ever seen in my entire I, – I, the only way to explain it is like he was betting against his team. I don't I don't know how else to explain it. I don't it's it's unbelievable. Like even if you're confused or, or not hundred percent aware of what's going on, where's everybody else? Where are your other coaches? Where's your you know what I mean? Like why would the quarterback even run the play? Wouldn't he just say, Hey guys, let's just let's just not run this play? <laughs> I don't know what to do. What do you do? I, yeah, I don't know. Where, where are the assistant coaches? Yeah, like where I don't I don't know what's going on there. They um I didn't I I didn't look it up to see if he did a like a post game presser to see if he had any kind of um excuse for what happened, but man, talk that's so that's like fireable. My like that that is so that I've never seen anything like it. I, I don't know what he was doing. I think it was maybe Jesse Palmer on the call, and he was just like, what are they doing? Why are they running <laughs> a play? Like, All right. Yeah, we were texting. Me and Blake were texting earlier, and uh, it might have been in the Discord. I don't know. But um, we were like, the play-by-play guy was losing his mind. He's like, oh, my God, what are they doing? And he's like, we're, what are they lined up like this for? Are they going to hand the ball off? Oh, my God, they're handing the ball off. And it was like he could see the future. <laughs> and literally, I, of, of everything, I feel bad for the running back. I feel bad for that kid because you know he's going to the sideline, just going, "Oh man, I just blew the game." Maybe, but so many things had to go wrong and hand right for both of those teams for that to actually happen. Like even the final play of the game was like a, a beautiful little like lob to this wide open receiver. And then, you know, the plastic cups came flying into the end zone. I was like, ooh, that's very Cleveland-ish. Been there. <laughs> seen that before. Andrew Jackson saying it was an all-time press conference. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, um, me too. The kid never should have even been put in the situation to fumble. No. Like, they, the kid never should have been put in that spot. And then two, okay, you fumbled. This is like nightmare scenario. There's one second left. You don't – why would you not drop nine to the goal line? You know what I mean? Like, how did – I'm telling you, Josh, 
there's nobody within 10 feet of this dude. He's so open. <laughs> he just caught it and fell into the end zone wide open. Like I do, it I've never seen a meltdown. It was it was arguably worse than the Browns against the Jets last year. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, I guess because you the, the Jets had to at least do something to win that game. I mean, we let them do something, but it sounds Ugh. like this one I mean, all they had to do like you said was take a knee and it was done. Come on, let's not spend the bye week talking about the Browns just came. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about good stuff. That's very fair. That's fair. I agree with John. The craziest that. thing about that is that they had no timeouts and we were up by 13. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we said we weren't going to talk about it. Yeah. Um. So we'll kind of transition here. I guess we'll kind of segue. I guess I just wanted to get the, the, the feel of the room. How are we feeling now that we're a week removed from last week's game? How do we feel in terms of like are we are we still panicked? Are we are we relaxed? Like what what is our mindset now as we're we're heading into like the official bye week here and sitting at two and two? Like how do you guys feel about the, the second half of this season? I mean, I'm I'm excited. Go ahead, Josh. No, I'm, I'm kind of with you there. I I'm still excited. I mean, you know, I, I think that naturally Browns fans after an ugly loss like that get, you know we all got upset over different things but you know seeing a whole bunch of the Ravens fans coming out and saying well you guys haven't done a whole lot this year anyway you beat a hobbled Joe Burrow in week one it's like you guys just beat a fifth round rookie in his first start so you know what I mean like if you're gonna throw it then but but then they can't take it either so I as long as Deshaun shoulders is cool I think we're good to go the the interesting stat about the uh, the Ravens, and I'm not taking anything away from what they've done, but they haven't played a starting – the only starting quarterback they've played so far this year was injured Joe Burrow. They haven't played us. They got they played uh, Gardner Minshew, who they lost to. They played uh, DTR. They played a hobbled Burrow. And then in week one, they played – or I guess they did play a starter. In his played, first ever start. In his first ever start, a rookie, C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Like, they haven't played, uh, like, a seasoned starting quarterback. Yet. And today they get what? Uh, Kenny Pickett with an injury in tiny hands or Mitch Trubisky? Yeah. Like, they've, they've really – they've kind of fallen into some good fortune. I mean, they've had a ton of injuries too, but – like they've definitely been helped a little bit in terms of who they've had to play uh, at, at the quarterback position to the opposing team. Like, um, that's kind of, I mean, that's a lot of good luck. <laughs> like, you think you're going to have to play against Deshaun Watson? Instead, you got to play against, uh, it's the second time in four games you're playing against a rookie in his first ever career start. If you're in Ohio, Browns fans, DraftKings has upped their sign-up offer to kick off this football season. New users can place a $5 first bet to instantly claim $200 in bonus bets, plus get up to $150 back in bonus bets if your team loses. All you have to do is sign up with our code, the dogs, all one word. Using our code, the dogs, not only gets you these great bonuses, it also supports this podcast. So if you have been considering signing up for DraftKings, make sure you use the code THEDOGS to maximize your first bets. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. Uh, I, uh, I feel good about the Browns going for it. It all depends on... Um, it all depends on Deshaun Watson's shoulder. And um, 
I guess we should talk about a lot of Browns. We're talking about Jonathan Taylor. Did you guys see he got a new deal? Yeah. Yeah. So that's he won. Yeah. Yeah. He, he won. He won the standoff. Um, we're. I guess this is a good time to announce we're going to record an episode on Tuesday, and uh, we're actually going to have Jake Burns from the Orange and Brown Report. He does the film breakdowns, and we're going to be asking some questions about the offense, like the scheme and why some things are working and maybe are are working, and why some things aren't working. How do you guys feel about the run game going forward in terms of um, like Ford and them? Because against against the Titans, I felt like we ran it just enough to keep them honest, but our, our yards for carry was still crazy low. And then against the Ravens, we also – I mean, I think at halftime we were averaging like a yard per carry. Yeah. Like it's, And I think it's a combination of things. Like Jerome Ford, I think we like him, but – He's a good role player back. I don't know if he's feature back ready yet. The offensive line's not playing well right now. Like it's a combination of things. How worrisome is that to you guys going into this second part of the season? Did you did you guys see the stat that I posted on our Twitter? Uh, I think I it was did. the other day. Okay, so if you didn't see it, everybody out there, the Browns' offensive line right now is. Uh, allowing the running backs to be contacted at the line of scrimmage 48.5% of the time. So almost 50% of the time, the running backs are getting hit immediately at the line. It's the sixth highest rate in the NFL. And yet, even with that being the case, the Browns running backs are second overall in rushing yardage after contact. 83% of the Browns rushing yards from the running backs have come after contact. And that's because they have the sixth highest broken tackle rate at 21.8%. So our offensive line is not playing well. No. Yeah. And and I watched some of Jake's um breakdown and it's it's a lot of guys getting like an offensive line is a unit. It takes all five guys. One guy messes up and and, and the play is blown. And it's a mix of guys getting beat in their one-on-one assignments and just guys blowing assignments. Two guys to block one instead of right. yep. getting to the next level like it's it is. It's disheartening to see. There were times in uh, that game against the Ravens where we, we we pull a backside guard or tackle, and they come around instead of uh, walling around and getting second level to the linebacker. They're they're either blocking the back of our offensive lineman or they're double teaming a guy that wasn't supposed to be double teamed. Like it's a lot of blown assignments right now. That's why, I, like after I watched that, it, it gets. It's disheartening to see these guys blowing assignments and stuff like that. But then at the other side, if you think about it, starters didn't play in the preseason. It's week four. Like this is kind of the preseason now, this first month of the season. And why I said if you watch the tape, a lot of the I feel like a lot of the problems the Browns are having on offense are super fixable with just reps, repetition, and getting into a rhythm. Like like blowing assignments, you just that just comes with reps, you know what I mean? Like seeing different looks, that kind of stuff. So I think I think it's fixable. Um I don't know. Jerome Ford is we'll see. Sometimes he I, I watch him and I'm like, hey, this guy can do a little bit of stuff. And then um and then uh other times I'm like, man, he doesn't look very good. Jack Judkins, not gonna lie, I used to listen to this podcast constantly, and in the offseason, I completely forgot about you guys until now. Well, thanks for coming back. And this Judkins, is this a Dover kid? Um, so uh, thanks for coming back, though. And if it's not the Dover kid, um, sorry, I mistook you for somebody else. Uh, 
But um, no, so we'll see about the running game. I'm excited to have Jake on on uh, Tuesday and get the film breakdown. I think he's gonna he's gonna talk about some players that we're using maybe in ways that he wouldn't want to use them. And then uh, he's also gonna I think he's gonna try to break down a couple plays, for example. So if you guys make sure you guys look for that episode coming out this week, I think it's gonna be a good one uh, for you guys who already watch his stuff. You guys know he puts out good stuff. Yeah. Um. Well, anybody. We had a very loose outline of what we wanted to get into today. So, chat, what do you, you guys got any questions for us? Um, anything you guys want us to get into? Anything specific you guys want to talk about? Um, I got something. Go ahead. I do have something. Uh, a good, good friend of the podcast, uh, Lee Shelko of Honolulu Browns Backers. It was his birthday like two days ago, three days ago. I don't know what day it is, uh, you know, right now. So, I just want to shout him out. He's a, a huge, huge supporter of us. They're, uh, you know, another Browns backer group that really backs us up. And I uh, just want to shout him out. Happy birthday, Lee. Happy birthday. And thanks for the Honolulu Browns backers t-shirt. Hell yeah. Yeah, very nice. Uh, yeah, happy birthday, Lee. I, I know it's football season uh, and I know it's Sunday when I, w- I have a Facebook message in the morning. And it's always from Lee about go Browns, be whoever we're playing. I look forward to it every Sunday. So yep. uh, Lee's one of the nicest guys, uh, Honolulu Browns backer president. Uh, he reached out to us when we first started up on this thing. He's, they've all been watching ever since. So happy birthday, Lee. We can't wait to come out to Hawaii, hang out with you sometime. Uh, yeah. I know Josh. You wanted to talk about, you know, last week there was a, a London game. This week there's a London game. And we just kind of wanted to uh, talk about what do you guys – how do you guys feel about these these games being played around the world? And how do you guys feel about rumors like they had, the NFL wants to put a team in London and, and that kind of stuff? Like where do, we, where do we stand on this stuff? Hate it and hate it. Absolutely <laughs> think it's dumber than hell. I. I think that it's interesting that because I didn't realize this till last week. I, they were showing during the Jaguars Falcons game the upcoming schedule for this international series, and I was like, "The Jaguars play in there in London again next week." If I was a Jacksonville like player or a fan or like a business owner down in that area, that you know, I, I love that commerce that comes in when the games are. I'd be so upset, like. Why are you putting my team over in London two weeks in a row? I mean, one's bad enough we lose a game in America, but two weeks in a row? So I don't know. I feel like that's the team that gets rumored a lot that might get moved, and I don't know if this is like prep for that or what's going on. I saw a um, uh, my wife and I we did a little bit of research last week on like how teams are chosen to play in London, and a lot of times like. Teams volunteer for it. So Jacksonville is a team that goes over all the time because they're volunteering for it. Oh, really? Apparently, the teams that volunteer for it's because they can make more money in this London game from ticket sales and whatnot because it's based on, like, it's teams that are struggling to sell out at home. So Jacksonville, look at how many professional sports teams are in Florida. You know what I mean? You got the Dolphins, you got the Jaguars, you got the Buccaneers. Um, during football season, you got the Rays, you got the Marlins, you got um, uh, in basketball, you got the Heat. Like, there's so much. You got the Hurricanes, you got the the Florida State, you got even um, the Magic now. So yeah, you got the Orlando. There's so much down there, like commanding attention, that these teams, especially if you're not consistently good, you have a super tough time like drawing crowds. Even the Miami Heat. Have are good. They don't even sell out games that often. 
the Miami Heat. So it's there's just so much to do down there. Like in Cleveland, there's nothing to do. I mean, there's I stuff see. to do, but you you know what I mean. Like the the Cavs and the Indians and the the uh, the Browns, they're a big draw. Like we're gonna sell out and it's gonna be full all the time. Um, in Florida, like if your team's not very good, there's a million of, you can go to the beach. There's a million things you can go do. Um, so these teams are volunteering for this. Um, I, I hate it. I hate it for the players' sake. I do hate it for the fans. I mean, it counts as a home game, I'm pretty sure. So Jacksonville, two of their home games now are in London. I know they're like, so, the Buffalo's at home in London today. Okay. Um, but I get your point, though. I'm not missing the point. It's it's annoying. It's I wouldn't want to do I would hate to get drafted to go play in a one, you know, if they actually set up a team in London. Right. That's hey, the thing. You're hey. gonna have a free agency like <laughs> I'm sorry, John. I didn't mean that. Hey. I would love hey, to go play in London. Thanks, man. I'm fifty percent uh, you know, British, so <laughs> calm down there, bud. Jeez. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, um I, my only thing with that, like I understand they're trying to grow the brand. But does the NFL really need to grow the brand? The brand. I have family over there. They they love football. So for me, I think it's silly and logistically for the players, it's awful. I mean, that's like a what twelve hour flight, twelve hours back, and then you got to play another game the next week. Like I don't know, some serious jet lag. I I wouldn't want to be involved in that. But I get yeah. I get what they're trying to do. If you if you put a team in London, how would it even work? Like you're saying, would you have to play? It would almost be like you would have to play all your away games in a row, and you would come to the states and set up somewhere and play all your home games there, and then you'd have to or all your away games in like an eight game stretch, and then you would maybe get like your buy, go back to London, and then teams would come to you and you'd play like nine home games in a row because there's no way you're making the flight from london to america i mean you wouldn't have time to practice that's a day of travel every single week like logistically it's stupid too i think it's completely unfair to to any players to that would get drafted to that team i i am i'm a, i was born and raised in america i go to an american college i want to play in the american national football league but if i get drafted by this team you're going to force me to go live in a different country it's, it's not like it's a different state. I would have to move to a different country that has different cultures, different laws. I'd have to abide by different laws. Like that's citizenship, maybe, I mean, you know, could be something there. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but yeah, I'm with you. I think it's totally unfair to, to ask players and coaches to do that. How do you guys feel about this, though? So we have the NFL over here. I don't know how long ago it was. It was probably maybe 10 years ago they tried to roll out NFL Europe. And it just kind of missed, I think. I just don't think there was enough traction with it. If they want to do this, especially when you watch the draft and stuff like that, they're always in Germany. Kevin just said, Germany and UK, big markets. Big, big markets for NFL. Why not try to fire it up again? I mean, run a little eight-team league, see how it goes. Maybe put a team in Paris. Maybe put a team in London. You know, throw some big European cities in there and see what happens. It, it can generate revenue. I just don't think it's a good deal for the United teams, you know what I mean? The teams on the other side of the pond. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't even, I don't even love a ton if they go and play in like Mexico city, but at least it's same hemisphere. It's no matter where you're at in the U S it's probably like a five hour plane flight at the most. Like it's, it's not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? But to make people go across the pond all the way to Europe, 
it's it's ignorant to me. That's a long flight. Kevin said NFL Europe was in the 90s. I don't know what's going on with my life anymore. I really have no idea. <laughs> I cannot keep track of anything. An interesting comment too. Kevin, Kevin is very, very on point with uh, airline travel, apparently. He said uh, Northeast US, the UK, very little time less than to the West Coast. But imagine if it's West Coast team traveling to London. Like, what do you got to do? Like, connect three, two or three times? I don't know. I, I to me, I think they have a really good opportunity to launch something over there. I just, I don't know if, if you want to run an expedition or an exhibition game or something in the preseason where you have like an NFL Europe team, kind of like how, you know, Premier League in those teams, you where they'll take a big MLS team against, uh, you know, English Premier League team or something like that. That could be cool. But I just, as far as the, a regular season game that's going to matter and count towards whether teams make the playoffs, I just, I don't know. Dude, exhibition games in the NFL aren't cool to begin with. You know what I mean? I, um, oh, yeah. Does um, So, does anybody know, did Jacksonville just, I would imagine they stayed over there for the week? I would yeah. think so. Okay. So, this is also to me where it's like, that's a, such an unfair advantage if you're Jacksonville in the Bills today. Like, I almost bet this game. And almost took the Jaguars to beat the Bills. I just wasn't confident enough. Um, and it looks like I should have been. Yeah, you should have been. They've, they've been over there for a week, getting, you know, settling in, into their hotel rooms, getting used to the time change in a routine. And then you make the Bills fly over there and they're getting the getting be 18 to 7. You think if the Bills and the Jaguars played like in a normal place, like if the Jaguars came up to the Bills. This is supposed to be a home game for the Bills. You think if the Jags came up to Buffalo today, they'd be winning eighteen to seven? I mean, maybe, I guess, but I would I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been making that bet. I didn't know Jacksonville defense was this good. The whole I mean, the the Bills are averaging like what was it like thirty four point eight, almost thirty five points a game this season. I mean, this is unreal. So I do think that there's definitely an unfair advantage here because I, I mean I've seen Jacksonville play a couple games this year. I don't think the the Bills are only seven points good against them. No, I agree. Which, by the way, though, take even like the London and the travel thing out of it. This is why I told Browns fans to chill out a little bit. Let's just look back yeah. to, like the last week, okay, or two weeks. Miami puts up 70 on the Broncos, comes in last week, gets beat by 30 by the Bills. The Broncos go beat the Bears. around and they're going to lose by two scores to the Jaguars. Yeah. Like if that doesn't, t- that's just, like it's, and then the Bears blow a huge lead to the Broncos who just gave up 70. And then come out this week and crush the commanders. Like if that doesn't tell you that it's such a week to week league, especially early in the season, yeah. when like things like like I said, starters don't play in the preseason. Teams are still kind of finding their footing, find gelling, seeing what works because they didn't play for the in the preseason. Like this first month of the season is such a crapshoot like the good teams will start to separate now as we move forward in the next month month and a half but i mean this first four games we gotta we gotta chill out like just just that little example right there is a microcosm of the first month for teams in the nfl you can give up 70 have a uh comeback the team that just put up 70 on you is then the next week going to lose by 30 to a team that is going to lose to an inferior team by two scores oh and then the team that we came back against is going to put up 40 on what everybody thinks is a decent commanders team like what 
Yeah. I mean, we, you know what I mean? It's it's almost hard to imagine. What was it? 27 to three. We beat the Titans and then they turn around and they beat the Bengals. What was it? 24 to three. Like, yeah, you're, you're right. Like it's really hard to get a good grasp on just how dominant any one team really is yet. Any given Sunday. Yeah. Yep. So it's like that. That's why I'm not panicking on the Browns. Like I, the biggest thing I keep seeing on on Twitter and stuff is like when I when I'm telling people to relax and chill and stuff like that. It's like I say we've been chilling for you know 30 years. We're just tired of losing. But and I'm like, well, I get that. Me too. But it's week four. Where you? What do you mean you're tired of losing? Well, I didn't know that the Browns were picked to go undefeated this year. You know, I'm like. That if if we get to the end of the season and we only have four wins or something, or we miss the playoffs, okay, I'll be right there with you and I'll be super mad. But after four games, we can't just assume that the season is washed because we lost to a team with a rookie or a rookie quarterback. It's like, just just go look at the rest of the league. This stuff is happening to every team. Good teams. The Chiefs escaped against the Jets in Zach Wilson. Mostly because Zach Wilson couldn't catch a snap and then the refs gifted him a pass interference call. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, fall is in the air and that means we're looking forward to crisp mornings, falling leaves, and more sweater weather. More importantly, you gotta get the best meats for your tailgates, for your outdoor cookouts this fall. Just to kind of put the bad taste of the Browns game out of your mouth, get the great taste of Omaha Steaks coming in. Omaha Steaks has all your fall cravings covered with 50% off site-wide during the semi-annual sale. That's 50% off all your favorite tender, juicy, extra-aged steaks like their Butcher's Cut Filet Mignons. Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out, and you get an additional $30 off your order. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. You get endless flavor, endless value, incredible entrees, scrumptious size, decadent desserts, and just so much more. All of it, 50% off right now during the semi-annual sale. Every bite is backed by their 100% unconditional guarantee. And like I said, you get $30 off your order when you use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout. My freezer constantly stocked with Omaha Steaks food. It is the best. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Shop all of these delicious favorites for half the price. Get 50% off plus $30 extra off your order when you use promo code DOGS at checkout. Get to omahasteaks.com right now because this sale is only for a limited time. Minimum purchase may apply. Joe Burrow's bottom three QB trash. Okay. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. <laughs> you don't believe that, man. You really don't believe that. I know you're a, a Ravens fan, but uh, maybe maybe when he's uh, injured, but I don't know. <laughs> the, the past couple seasons would say that's not necessarily and, true. And Aaron keeps picking out. He, he just picks the stats that support whatever he wants to say. Like, oh, you know, Joe Burrow's completion percentage is not great. Lamar's got a high completion, but he got like – hardly any yards in any game this year so it's and if you bring that up he'll say it doesn't matter because he won them right and I'm yeah like well yeah but that's not an individual i only ever hear about um the qb is a the winning is a qb stat when lamar wins if the ravens lose it's the winning and losing isn't a qb stat sure it was their running game or their you know defense or whatever yeah they had a lot of injuries yeah <laughs> Right. So, yeah, but us having our quarterback out for, you know, a game and a fifth round rookie taking his place, that doesn't matter. That doesn't count as an injury or, or whatever. So, 
Yep. Got to uh-huh. deal with this garbage every week. Uh, let's see here. Well, I guess we can kind of... You guys want to do a little, some game picks and see where it goes? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. We'll keep, uh, we'll keep an eye on the... You guys keep an eye on the chat and I'll pop yep. these games. So we're just going to... Buffalo just scored, and if anybody's not watching yep. the London game, just to update you guys. So it's 18 to 13 with four minutes left. Yep. Game okay. Davis touchdown yep. if you're a fantasy guy. So um, I I haven't done like a big bet yet this week. I, I lost a couple, so I wanted to do something that I felt was, I won't call it a sure thing, but I'll give you guys a, an insight into this little parlay I did. I took Moneyline, Chiefs, um, Moneyline, uh, well, I'll, I can't even remember who all I took. Let me look through here. I took the uh, I took the Dolphins over the Giants, the um, Chiefs over the Vikings, and honestly, I might have taken the Bills over the Jaguars now that I think about it. So I'm going to really need the Bills to mount this comeback. <laughs> so it doesn't – it wasn't even going to be a huge payday. I was just doing it because I was like, this is pretty safe. I just – Want to just win a little bit of just a little bit just to get back on the right track. So uh-huh. that would be uh, discouraging. Um, or no, it might have been I might have taken Lions over Panthers instead because I didn't feel confident about the the travel thing. Uh, so I would tell you, but I use my phone as a camera and I can't look. Um, so let's get into here. This is an interesting game: Texans and Falcons. Uh, we're just going straight up. We're not doing the spread here. Uh, so what do you? This one, I think this is. This is a uh, an interesting game. This one is because the the Falcons, or I'm sorry, the Texans are not very good defensively against the run so far this year, and that's where the Falcons like to attack. But if they're forced to throw it all, if CJ Stroud can continue to play dominant and get them a you know a one or two point or two score lead, dude, I, Desmond Ritter is the worst quarterback in the NFL. Do you guys disagree? He's up there. I don't. I've only got to watch him like a game or two, but um, you know, and the stats don't don't look good. No, you know what I mean. But I, I honestly, I like uh, I like Houston in this game. I looked for Stroud to kind of build on some momentum. I he's playing really, really well. I mean, I know it's early; we're only four games in, but you can make the argument that this guy could be this, a steal of the draft. Everybody was so high on Bryce Young. I was. This kid just came in and just is lighting them up. I mean, he looks good. I'm taking Houston, though. Same. I'm going to go with the Texans. He, the C.J. Stroud got his name, like, drugged through the mud head, heading into the draft. It's so funny to me to watch him just – he's the runaway rookie of the year right now. It's not even close. Well, um, we watched – like, we had the benefit of watching him at Ohio State every game of his career. So, I did not watch Bryce Young's entire career at Alabama or anything with I, Anthony but, Richardson or anything like that. But C.J. Stroud, the way that he – sucked i'll just say he sucked when he first started and the way he progressed rapidly gave me confidence that this kid will be a good nfl quarterback he's so accurate and then he played his arguably his best game in college and that gets yep. the the in the biggest defense. game yeah he almost carried us to if marvin harrison doesn't get hurt where i think the ohio state wins that game me too um so and we still had a chance to win it if the kicker could make i mean it was a long field goal but um so no, it's it's funny to me. Bryce Young was always hurt in college. He's been banged up again already in the NFL. He's tiny. Just they they don't have anything either. Like the Panthers' skill position's awful. Um, but I'm also going to take the Texans. What about you, John? Um, 
Yeah, I think I'm going to take the Texans. I I was looking at the Falcons' schedule real quick. They're undefeated at home, it looks like, but they just lost their last two on the road. So they're back at home. I'm still going to take them to lose probably. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. All right. Then we got Panthers at Lions. Oh, this is easy Lions. So Lions are coming in kind of banged up. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown's out. Um, Mark Gibbs is out. Yeah, they don't Williams that, is playing. I know. You're right. You're right. Um, Williams is going to play, but I guess he's on a snap count, like they said, about 20 plays. Does it really even matter? Like, I don't want to, like, dog on Carolina, but, like, their defense is nice. But um, I watched them uh, offensively just one game, and it was it was pretty tough. It was hard to watch. Uh, so, give me, the, give me the Lions. Good for Lions fans, though. They deserve it. <clears throat> this is uh, I'm a, the spreads minus nine. I would maybe take the Panthers to cover that because I think this is because of how banged up the Lions are in terms of not having St. Brown and um, Gibbs. Gibbs. I know you say they don't need Gibbs, but he's a nice piece. He's another explosive weapon. Uh, the Panthers' defense is good. I just watched them, whoever they played last week, like they played tough yeah. against them. So I think this is going to be a close – like I think the Lions win, but I think they muddy this game up and it's a little bit ugly because of some of the people the Lions are going to be missing. So I'd probably take the Lions straight up. But if I was betting with the spread, I would maybe consider taking the Panthers with nine points. Like that's kind of big for the guys they're missing. That is a big spread. Um. So then we got Titans at Colts. This is one I stayed away from because yeah, I just don't too. know. I don't know what Titans get, team is going to show up. I'll start it. Go ahead. Uh, give me the Colts. I um, <laughs> both these teams are hard to read. Um, I know Jonathan Taylor is coming back today. I mean that's uh, that's a big big plus for them offensively. He's not going to play like three down workload, but um, they've got pieces. And then I, I just don't know Tennessee week to week. I just, I don't really trust them. So I'll take the Colts. Go ahead, Josh. Oh, I, I'll take the Colts as well. I, yeah, I'm, I'm with Justin on everything he just said. I'm gonna take the Titans. I don't think the Colts' run defense is very good. I think the Titans will run the ball, which will open up play action. Tannehill will be able to have a good game. Uh, I think it'll be close. But I'm gonna go with the Titans. Mm. Good reasons. I think I'm gonna go with the Colts. In a close one. All right. So then we got Giants at Dolphins. Um, the Giants. I don't know what Lights. they're going to do. Yeah. That like I. This is this is why like I. What had happened to them is what would have happened to the Browns if the Browns would have extended and re-signed Baker. Like mm-hmm. they're trapped. Oh boy. <laughs> We're gonna get I know, worked up, man. I know I'm gonna get some people worked up because Baker's you know playing well right now. Go look at the teams he's played well against. It he it's it's just like what he did in Cleveland. Come get me when they play some of their games against some actual like top fifteen defenses. They played one decent team this year in the Eagles, one good team, and he was pedestrian at best. Most of the game not very good. Like Everybody is shredding the Bears. Everybody is shredding the Vikings. You know, so um, they, like they're trapped. I don't know what they're going to do. Daniel Jones is just—he's right back. To, 
Like Brian Dayball got the most he could out of him for one year last year, and he's right back to where he was. Um, and their offensive line is putrid. They gave up 11 sacks last week. 11. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was a rough game to watch. Well, if you watch the whole so, thing, I think I watched half yeah. of it. So all that being said, they'll probably come out and somehow beat the Dolphins. <laughs> but I'm not going to pick that, especially in Miami. It's tough for teams to go down there and play in the heat. I'll take the Dolphins. Dolphins for sure. Yeah, for sure. You guys uh, catch the uh, the little interaction too with Dayball and uh, Danny Dimes at the end of the game where he basically just showed him the iPad and then just chucked it. No. so pissed off about it. Really? I didn't see it. They asked Dayball, they're like, what'd you want him to do on that play? And he said, well, obviously not throw an interception. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought, uh, you know. So then when you pick. move, this is an interesting one. Honestly, this will probably be like the most boring game of the week. Saints at Patriots. Um, I... I don't know who's going to win this game. It's a one-and-a-half-point line. Vegas doesn't even know who's going to win it. Um, the over-under is 38-and-a-half. I would probably take the under because I just think this is going to be – there's a chance it's going to be so boring. This is going to be like a 5-3 to three win. Somebody's going to get a safety or something like that. Uh, I'll take the Patriots because they're at home. That's exactly what I was going to say. Does anybody know what's going on with Derek Carr's shoulder? Because if he's gonna he's gonna play, he's gonna play. They said it. They said it. Feel it. Uh, the update I got earlier is they he said it feels better than it did last week, and he feels like he can do a little bit more with it. But oh, I'm like, boy. Uh, <laughs> so he said that he's healthier than he was last week. That was basically out of it. I I want to take the Saints in this one actually, just because the Patriots they lost what uh, Christian Gonzalez and some oh Judon they, yeah. they lost two defensive guys. Mac Jones looks awful. Their offense can't do anything. I mean, the Saints have a pretty decent defense. So I think if they can just score, you know, a little bit, you know, they're more talented on offense. Yes, yeah, I mean the Patriots had nothing on nothing. offense. They're the slowest NFL team I've ever seen in my life. They um, suck. <laughs> So then we got Ravens at Steelers in the in the bowl. I w- in the game. I was wish both teams could lose. Um, so I the the Steelers have had the Ravens number lately. Like they they have beat them of any team in the AFC North to give the Ravens a fits. It's been the Steelers. Um, but a bagged up Kenny Pickett. Uh, I'd probably take the Ravens. Ah, you know, this is the one that's interesting to me just because of the stats on Mike Tomlin coming off of a 20-plus point loss, which, you know, has now happened twice to him this year. And the first time they bounced back against us pretty good at home. So I don't know. This will be – I might take the Steelers just just because of that, the Tomlin effect. I uh, uh, Just in spite of Aaron Butler, I'll – Give me the Steelers, just so I can get them all worked up in the chat. You know? I hope the Steelers win. Keep it. Keep everybody. Don't want anybody running. Yeah, away. yeah. That's fair. Enemies, I think I'll probably have to pick the Ravens. It's fair. I mean, it's not a bad pick, buddy. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna get upset with you over that one. Man, I thought this Buffalo game was over, but it is not. not. It is not over at all. Uh, <laughs> so then we got Eagles at Rams. East Coast out to the West Coast. Um, 
I think this kid, I don't know if the, the Rams are getting Cooper Cup back, but I don't know if it's going to matter if their left tackle is still hurt because, man, he got Matters to me. He got worked by the um, by the Bengals and Trey Hendrickson, and the Eagles front is nasty. I think this could be this could be a long day for the Rams potentially. So I'm going to take the Eagles. Yeah, I'll go Eagles. Oh yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles for sure. Um, here's, yeah, give me Eagles. Here's an interesting one. Then Bengals at Cardinals. <laughs> Both are one and three. But I tell you what, the Cardinals are playing. They're a tough one and three. Like it has not been, you know, blowout losses like everybody thought before the season started. This is uh this is about as must win as it gets for the Bengals. Like if they lose this game, they should consider sitting Joe Burrow. And they might. Yeah. Yeah. They should. We said it before the season started. We thought they were crazy for sending them out there week one against the Browns. Now we're five weeks into this thing and it's not. I mean, he obviously isn't healthy. He can't do what he can. Or he's just a bottom three quarterback. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> I don't know. Jesus. I'm just trying to figure things out. But um, I think this people, is a fun game. You know. Go ahead. People will want to uh, complain about Stefanski's play calling. Uh, the Bengals, Zach Taylor and their offense coordinator, their play calling is atrocious. Like, it, weapons to weapons, the Bengals crap on the Browns in terms of weapons on the outside. Especially when, uh, and the, even in the run game, Joe Mixon's better than Ford. Um, like they got weapons everywhere. Even their number three is very good in Boyd, and um, their offense can't do anything. How can you? How can you have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Boyd, Mixon, and Joe Burrow? And I know Burrow's a little is banged up, but still, th- th- they've scored three points in two different games this year. Yeah, like, and they've had games where they've they've moved the ball in offense and they've done some things, and it's like. Even against just the not, Rams, though, they did, like, enough, but it was still ugly. Yeah. So, like, if you, you guys uh, complain, uh, complain about play calling, try being a Bengals fan. Yeah. Um, I'll take uh, Cardinals in this one, actually. Pretty – I now I want to say, like, super confidently, but confidently enough, the way they've been playing and Josh Dobbs leading that team in their defense, it's like they really like that coach out there, the new coach, Gannon. In Arizona, it's funny because in the preseason he was catching a lot of heat for some of like his video clips that were coming out, and everybody was giving him crap. But the they team seem to be buying in. Yeah, I think the difference here could be the Bengals' defense in terms of their pass rush to like kind of get to Dobbs, force him into some bad decisions. Like I think this is going to be an ugly game again, but it's must win. I feel like the Bengals got to know that. I'm going to take the Bengals in a close game. But I'm not super confident about that pick. Oh yeah, did you guys see the? Uh, oh, sorry, John. No, I, I mean I was just gonna say I, I think that's a tough one, but I probably will just yeah. go with the Cardinals. Uh, any truth to this uh, Jamar Chase uh, requesting a trade? I kind of think it's just a bunch of like Twitter people on Twitter <laughs> doing stuff. But I've had like five people send it to me today, and I'm like, I can't find anything else about it. Um, out there, and then they just said that Taylor called him in, and they sat down and talked. I don't think it's they, true. they definitely should. Yeah, because I saw that like I think I saw it Monday, so it's been out there for a while, and then I haven't heard anything else about it all week. And then people started sending it around today. So uh, I don't think yeah. And if he was, if he was on the trade market, uh, he wouldn't be traded. If they wanted to get rid of him and he wanted to leave, uh, that would be a very easy trade to make happen. I think because he's 
very talented in my opinion. I trade for him. Oh uh, yeah, right. Not I trade. I trade for him in fantasy. So hey, uh, you know, <laughs> also in real life. Um. So that here's the uh, suck game of the week: Jets at Broncos. Hmm. Man, I'm picking a tie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> give me ten to ten. I uh, yeah, if you hit that, I think I should take the Jets in this one. I think that um, all you, all, all people want to do is run the ball against Denver, and it's no no wonder they came out and said Brees Hall is not on a snap count anymore. So that's what they're going to plan to do. I think Zach Wilson showed enough in that Kansas City game that yeah, I mean he's definitely not a great quarterback, but I think he can start doing enough not to lose. I. I think if he can build on that, the, the Chiefs defense has been really good this year. If he right. can build on that performance, I mean, this is a get-right game for the for, if you're the Jets' offense. You know, like the Broncos' defense is – it's literally like playing on air. So, um, I think this is a chance for the Jets and Zach Wilson to have a good game offensively. And then defensively, I mean, they're solid. I, I'm going to take the Jets in the close one. Denver's actually I'm, getting two and a half points here. So, it's like um, – or the Jets are getting two and a half. I would bet this one on the spread. I would just take the Jets to win outright. Yep. Give me Jets. Um, then we got Chiefs at Vikings. I'll tell you right now, this is a game I'm eyeing up in terms of I'm probably going to go in and do a same-game parlay and take the over on like every single Chiefs offensive <laughs> stat. Because the Vikings, the Vikings defense is atrocious. I just think the Chiefs could put up like 60 today. So... It's going to be like 300-plus Mahomes, yes. Um, Travis Kelsey, 80-plus, whatever, yes. I'm just yes. I'm going to go crazy. This is going to be – I'm going in and taking all the overs for the Chiefs on this one. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win. They're only three-and-a-half-point favorites, which is kind of wild to me. Big yes man over there, uh, you know, at your household on that game. I, uh, I think this is a fun game. Ultimately, I think Chiefs. Give me Chiefs. Very safe pick there. I agree. Yep, same here. And then maybe one of the most interesting games of the week, uh, Cowboys at 49ers. Um, two teams with good defenses. The 49ers, I feel like, are just they're a step above everybody right now in my eyes. Um, I'm going to take the Niners to win this one. This would be a big statement game if you're the Cowboys, but I don't know. I like Shanahan more than McCarthy. I like Purdy, honestly, more than I like Prescott. I like CMC more. I mean, they're just better across the board everywhere. I'm going to take the Niners. I think there's almost no chance the Niners lose this game and then lose next week against us, too. So um, I'm going to pick the Niners because I actually kind of want them to win this one. <laughs> so Okay. That way the football so gods are helping us out next week. Strategic so rooting. God. I love it. They're so selfish. Yeah. <laughs> Be mad. Is it in Dallas or is it in San Francisco? It's in San Francisco. Ah, I was gonna say I kind of wanted to go a little crazy and pick Dallas, but uh, give me San Francisco. I'll do the. I'll go ahead and be the one to pick Dallas, just because sometimes right, cool. Dallas will come out and win a game that you're like, but I didn't think they were gonna win that one. Then they go and they play Arizona and get boat race. So it's like, okay, right? Yeah, it'll be okay. a good game to watch. I think. Yeah. The. Uh, so that's our game picks for the week. We'll see how those pan out if anybody's keeping keeping track. What about Monday night? Um, yeah. Ooh. Let's see here. Uh, anything <laughs> in the chat we need to talk about? Anything you guys want to get into? 
Um, yeah. The Monday night game. <laughs> oh, did I forget one? The Monday night yeah. game. <laughs> Where's it at? That's probably at the uh, bottom. Monday it's uh, Green Bay at Las Vegas. Oh, it is at the very bottom. Yeah. yeah. That's why it was at the bottom. <laughs> Last one. Uh, so, well, I, I stopped because I got the Thursday game above that. Yeah, so I saw I that too. I don't know why. Um, I'm going to take the Packers here, even like. Uh, Devontae Adams might not play. And so, and if he does, who knows how healthy he is. And I just think the Raiders, the Raiders are a dumpster fire. They're like, bad. I, somebody, somebody posted on Twitter. They said like, what's, we've all had bad sports takes. Like what's one of your worst sports takes ever. And mine, I, I commented on it and said that I picked the, uh, the Raiders to win the division last year. And then somebody said, like, oh, I can't believe you. And I was like, so then I was like, well, they had a healthy Derek Carr. They brought in Devontae Adams. They had Hunter Renfro. They had Darren Waller. They had Josh Jacobs. They had uh, Chandler Jones. They had Max Crosby. Like, and then I started thinking, like, they still have all these guys. They, they got Jimmy G now and Chandler Jones. Is, but overall, they still have all these good players. And now like, they're on offense. They got Jacoby Myers. You know, they've, they've added to he's it. He's playing well. Um, Josh McDaniel just, just sucks. like, yeah, I'm like, it's got to be the coaching because I don't, there's no way for them to be. They're so bad. They're yeah. so bad. And they have good players. It, you, some of your key positions, running back, uh, receiver, edge rusher, their quarterback is at least like serviceable, you know, like they should be better than they're probably about to be one and four. It's, he's going to be, I would imagine he's going to be gone at the end of this year and he'll probably go back to the Patriots to be the offensive coordinator again because that, and that's where he should just probably stay, stay. forever yep because they've been uh, garbage since he's been gone too Man, i always Brady. feel like the monday oh my ball buddy no, i always no feel place. like the monday night game is just goofy i feel like all the primetime games are goofy so based off like no real stats or like anything scientific or anything at all give me the raiders <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> all right. Oh, man. Well, um, it sounds like there's a really good end to this game that I'm missing, so maybe we should wrap this up so I can go watch it's it. Over. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Who won? Jacksonville. Uh, Allen, yeah. Josh just threw an interception. Yep. Well, damn. But, was it an interception uh, or a fumble? No, it's a fumble. Okay. Yeah. They were they were trying to make it make a play out of nothing. They were on like their own five, trying to go down the field with twenty right. seconds left and no timeouts. Yeah, he must have played right before yeah. uh, right before that. And I'm like, wow, Lord, yep. Well, I think we should uh, we said we're going to keep take it to an hour. We'll give people uh, five minutes to go get their snacks and their their drinks ready for these one o'clock p.m. games. Uh, we appreciate you guys joining us here on a, a early Sunday afternoon. Before the game started, I uh, just want to come hang out with you guys, talk some football, just, you know, enjoy kind of a – we don't like that the Browns don't play, but at the same time, it's kind of nice to have like a relaxing, carefree weekend of football. Yes, it is. Just watch and enjoy without pulling our hair out. Uh, so we just want to enjoy that with you, talk good through some of the games, talk about some of the, the stuff going around the league. Uh, we appreciate you guys being here. Uh, good luck in your fantasy matchups today. Good luck uh, with any bets you guys got going out there. Um, let's all be big winners today. Uh, again, we appreciate you guys being here. Make sure you guys check out our episode with Jake Burns when it comes out later this week. It's going to be a good one. Uh, until then, stay safe, go Browns, and 
hopefully the Ravens and Steelers can both lose. <laughs> yes. I look out about it. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.